she's katie and he's ben and uh we are here to just drop off flowers and not talk about certain things <laughs> uh, that's right who who needs to talk through their issues when you can just give a gift right a tulip for you a tulip for you and 18 tulips for you oh needless to say we have so many opinions Schwartzy. Schwartzy. <laughs> Schwartzy, Schwartzy, Schwartzy. Uh, episode seven season three of the vanderpump rules original air date of december 15th 2014 entitled new girls old grudges with gay pride coming up lisa hires a new hostess named vale who immediately catches the attention of jacks Stassi slams Tom Schwartz for remaining friends with Jax, but Schwartz believes her anger is just a grudge against her ex-boyfriend. James feels the strain of Kristen's ongoing obsession with Tom and Ariana. Actually a, a pretty accurate summation of the episode, so. It was, but it was kind of easy to summarize this episode because not really a whole lot happened. True, but yet it moved very quickly. Like there were a lot of scenes in this episode. Um, I think what helped it move so quickly as far as there being a lot of scenes is you're right is that they did a lot of jump cutting in the big scenes mm-hmm. between a couple of different locations that actually were happening at the same time. So it was it was a, it was like a, a light episode, very fluffy, I would say. Uh, it, it definitely was a what I would call a popcorn episode in that if I hadn't taken notes on it to talk about on this podcast, I would have fucking forgotten it immediately after it went off. <laughs> I mean, I think there's some good stuff. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. <clears throat> we will. Yes, I cough. Don't die. Yep, scene one. I'll try not to. Stasi's apartment. Picking up where we left off last week. Nice little lead-in. It was, it was, and so they, we actually get a little bit more background, uh, in-depth conversation between the girls that I didn't bother to write down, but it was the same conversation they were having last week. Yeah, we're basically, Stassi is, is coming down on the situation very aggressively, very, she's coming down hard. Uh, she has not yet to begun to come down on this hard yet, but yes, she is. She, um, so Schwartzy shows up and he walks in and Sasha's like, hey, I heard that you made out with somebody. What's up with that? Do you want to explain it? And then Tom's like, I didn't come here to talk about that. I'm just here to drop off flowers. (laughs) Well, she's like, what kind of person makes out with somebody else? And he's like, well, I guess someone like me. (laughs) It was even worse than that because it wasn't, you know, because she's all like, "Uh, who makes out with people? And I'm pretty sure that Stasi and um, ITMs in the past has said how much she likes to make out, but okay, fair enough. But then she's like, Who cheats on somebody as awesome as Katie? And so I was like, I guess it's this guy. And it's like, Christina said that. Oh, uh, was it Christina? Yeah. Oh, that's who I thought it was, but it, they didn't show her. So I, I wasn't sure. And I was like, Oh, Schwartz, he just keeps digging that a hole. He He's did. Like, that was holy shit. And, and like, they're just all giving, like, you know, I, I like that stuff. I, I will say, I, I can't defend too much of what Stassi does in this episode, but I did think that it was a fair shot when she was like, you're not going to charm your way out of this one, Schwartz. No, not, yeah, I did too. And I also thought it was fair, her like, hey, why don't you explain what the fuck happened when he came into her house? But, um, yeah. That's a good point. 
Um, so and then, although Saucy quickly descends in her ITM to saying some very cringy. <laughs> she does. She does. Uh, so, you know, Tom's like, I'm not looking for sympathy. I've just been out for forever and I've had a really stressful day and everything. Kitty's like, your nerves are shut. You didn't have your, your boy Jacks yelled in my face for the 10th time today. And why are you here? And he's like, well, I'm not here to be yelled at. Saucy, man up and take your yelling. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the ITM that Katie just mentioned where Saucy says, Katie's basically a lesbian right now. She's not dating a man. Swartz is just a pussy. Uh, I think I understand the sentiment behind it, but it's still like a problematic statement. Listen, people can still be, um, I don't know, like Swartz basically has his tail between his legs and is sort of acting like he's the one who's being, like he basically is acting like he's the victim here. He is. He is definitely acting like he's the victim. I think his mistake, I thought, A, I do think it's he just thought he was super charming and get away with it. But I think the mistake here was he interrupted the let me bitch about this time with my friends. Yeah. Yeah. That's a sacred time when, when you know, you've done something to piss off your partner. Like they need to vent about it to their friends and you need to let, you need to be the bad guy for five minutes. Yeah, and I mean, especially if it's somebody whom your relationship is strained, and maybe he didn't realize that his relationship with Stasi was strained before this, but you you would think he would, because we get the thing where like Stasi's like, um, I don't care that you're tired. To which Schwartz responds, "Well, I don't care what you think." <laughs> After which Stasi, understandably, in my opinion, tells him to fucking leave then. Well, then you can get out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> I have only thrown somebody out of my uh, place of living twice. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I've ever thrown anybody out of my place of living. I probably have, but I've thrown people out of other people's place of living. Lots and lots and lots. That, those are stories for other days. <laughs> I used to I used to get calls to come and remove people from other people's houses. They'd be like, hey, there's somebody here and they won't leave. Will you come make them leave? And I'd be like, yeah. So you were, you were just like an on-call bouncer? Bouncer for hire. Yep. And then Katie, and you can tell Katie's torn, and Katie is fucking waffling back and forth this entire episode. Yep understandably so but she's like i wish that schwartz hadn't just left despite the fact that stasi asked him to leave if he wanted to say something he should have just stayed and and said it and that's like uh that would have just made things 10 times worse right of all the people that you should want schwartz to stand up to right now i don't know that stasi is the one um well we'll get into that a little later when somebody well, else makes a comment about stasi but um <laughs> I like how saucy. <laughs> just, I don't meddle in Katie's relationship, but <laughs> yeah, I wrote that down too. I was like, uh, whatever, Stassi. Not very self-aware there, are you? Uh, apparently not. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, scene two, we go to Sir. Lisa comes and talks to Peter about what's going on that night. Peter's like, well, we got a sweet 16 party coming in. And Lisa's like, ah, sweet 16, that sucks because they're not going to order any alcohol. And he's like, well, yeah, but they'll order a lot of virgin drinks that are named sexy things. And she's like, okay, cool. And so then they start talking about what the breakdown of gay pride is going to be. This year, they're not having a float. They are not because Lisa has apparently spent too goddamn much money in opening another bar. She doesn't put it that way, but that's the impression that you get. And plus, I bet she is busy juggling both of them. Sure. And it seems like the party she throws at Pump is huge, so. It is. So they talk about what's going to happen at Sir, and they've got go-go dancers coming in. Three guys and two girls. One who's going to be dressed like a horse. We later find out that it's a unicorn. But however, because I was like, a horse? What the fuck is that? <laughs> and, and then what is funny is Peter goes, yeah, there's one of them's going to be dressed like a horse. And she's like, it, like a whore, not a horse. And he's like, really? And she's like, no, not really. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Peter, like fully rocking the open shirt look right now. You're just like, okay, Peter, sure, sure, sure. I mean, it is what it is. He he knows that it's Gay Pride Day, so he needs to show off the, a little bit of the man candy. Yeah, totally, absolutely. Well, and then, all right, so they have this little back and forth exchange, and then we meet the new, what is yeah. she, the new uh, hostess, the new hostess yes, male. She will be the new hostess. Some girl oh, shows right. up looking Coming for her interview. Yeah, yeah. She shows up looking for Danny. Jax introduces himself. Her name <laughs> is Vale. She's interviewing. Jax is like, "Hey, when you're done interviewing, come back and I'll I'll buy you a drink." Yeah, and then she walks away, and he turns to the other guy. I'm gonna sleep with her, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, Vale sits down with Lisa and Peter. They talk about her previous jobs, experience. She lists some club. I didn't know a restaurant. And I didn't write it down. He's like, "Yeah, we see 200 people a night." Peter and Lisa scoff. And they're like, ha, 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 ha. we do between 500 and 600 here a night on reservations alone. Oh, damn. So, can, can Vale hack it? Is can, the I mean, she's a hostess, not a cook or a server, so it's not quite as, as big. I actually crunched some numbers on that. Okay. So, granted, I didn't go like into the internet time machine or anything to look at the prices in 2014. I just used today's prices because I figured they haven't changed that much. I went to Sir's menu and I picked out the cheapest possible meal that you could get at Sir, which is an appetizer of ciabatta bread and butter, which is $6 at the time of this recording. A glass of Pinot, because, you know, you got to, which is $15. Are we talking Pinot Grige? Yep. Okay. Appropriate. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And angel hair checker with fresh basil, garlic, sauteed Roma tomatoes, and olive oil okay. for some pasta. Yeah. Which is $18. Okay. For a total of $39 for that meal. All right. Sands, tax, gratuity, all that shit. Sure. I said between 500 and 600 people a night, let's say that everybody ordered that in a night, which is not going to happen, but that's like a good average price. 
At 550 people, that restaurant is pulling in $21,450 a night. And I was like, shit. <laughs> no wonder they employ 25 goddamn servers. Lisa, she, they are making the money. They are making the money at Sir. No, not on this day, they're not. No, I mean, well, I don't think it's pride yet. I think we're supposed to understand that this is the day before. Oh, maybe it is the day before. That would make sense. He's just warming up. Yeah. So we find out a little bit more about Vale. She's from Boston and she graduated from Princeton. Lisa's like, half the people here didn't even graduate from kindergarten. I wrote that down too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're like, all right, sure. Like, we'll give you a test run. And then she leaves and, and Lisa's like, she's never going to last. She's too smart. Yep. And Peter's like, totally. She also gives her the warning. I don't encourage intercompany dating. And it wouldn't matter anyway, because they're all in relationships with each other. I was like, well, that's kind of a, you know, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, Lisa. I don't encourage it, but it's happening anyway. I mean, I guess what she's saying is that it's not strictly against the rules, but like, it probably ought to be but yeah it's not not something you can do especially in a restaurant what are your um how would you rate veil on the one to stand fall scale like a six i mean i think she's an attractive girl but i don't think she's more attractive than i would put her right at katie maloney level so, you know, I think I might have thought that. I, I don't know why. Maybe I was just in a better. I was like, Vale is more attractive than I thought she was in the past. But yeah, I, I got a feeling that she is naturally very pretty. It didn't look like she was overly made up. It looked like she had a very natural look, which might just be mm -hmm. how she was applying her makeup there. Whereas the other girls, we always see very made up. The few times that we've seen Kristen without any makeup, been a little rough. But when Kristen is made up, she's an attractive woman. Not that she's unattractive when she isn't made up, but there's a, a, a difference in the look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that that might have something to do with it too. I'm sure she was wearing some makeup, because I. but whatever. I just didn't think that she was as attractive as, say, Stassi or Ariana. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, part of me started to want, like, this setup is, like, so... It almost seems a little too good to be true, you know? Sure. Like, oh, we're bringing in a character to cause drama with Jax. But who knows? Who is actually an actress, though we don't know that yet. I mean, they're all trying to act or make it in the business, in the biz. Yeah, but she's actually had a real acting job. True. Which makes some other stuff in this episode between now and when that's revealed later makes sense. But since I didn't know she was an actress, I was like, what? This doesn't make any damn sense. But anyway, we'll talk about that when we get there. Scene three, Beso. Schwartz and Katie are actually on a date. They're debriefing their relationship issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Schwartz is being his charming self and he kind of tells the person sitting them, I'm kind of in the doghouse, which is a great thing to admit when you're on the date but whatever <laughs> i mean i would say schwartz 
really, I guess, holds his own in this dinner because Katie seems like pretty, like she, the, the ice has thawed here, I guess I would say. Yeah, it's really interesting, the dynamic here. I mean, she does seem happier. We get the ITM where Schwartz is like, I need to be a better boyfriend. And he basically tells Katie that. And Katie's like, look, you fucked up. I can forgive you, but I really hate Jax. And I prefer you cut Jax out of your life. Schwartz, being a pragmatist, is like, that's not realistic. We're in the same social circle. Um, I want to go go-karting. I was like, what the fuck has that got to do with anything? But then they actually do go go-karting later on in the episode. <laughs> Gotta go go-karting. Yeah. Um, but I mean, his point is somewhat valid in that they do share the same social circle. So it's going to be impossible, not impossible, but it would be very hard for him to completely cut Jax out of his life and maintain the rest of the social circle. So what Katie tries to offer instead is like, okay, well, like you can't hang out with him one-on-one -on -one anymore. Yeah. What do you think about that as like a compromise? Um, I think it is a short-term solution to a long-term problem. Yeah, <laughs> but, I agree. Yeah. And she's like, look, dude, he's an asshole. He tried to get me to break up with you. And the thing that killed me here is that Schwartz continues to apply Jax's logic and try to explain why Jax is doing it to Katie. Like, that fucking matters. Right. Like, why would Katie give a shit that Jax thinks you're unhappy? It's not his belief. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yes, Jax's aims are noble. They're not fucking noble. <laughs> right. And the one moment of spark where it seems like this could develop into a fight is he explains this and she goes has Stasi ever done that and he goes well she has been a major influence on you and I was like well <laughs> I mean I guess he's not wrong but still right yeah then, I, go he, ahead. oh sorry all I was gonna say is like then he agrees he has no no bro downs and no bro downs and he goes, I guess I just see it as frivolous instead of malicious. How oh, the fuck? Behavior. Yeah, Jax's behavior. How the fuck do you see this as frivolous? How do you frivolously try to break somebody up? Yeah, it really takes some like energy and motive to think about how you would break people up. Like only people who are malicious try to break up other relationships on purpose. Yeah. I mean, unless it's a, like a truly a terrible relationship. Yeah. But this is not, or at least it doesn't appear to be truly a terrible relationship. And furthermore, Jax is doing this maliciously. It's like he just woke up one day and decided, fuck this noise. Katie and Schwartz need to be broken up. He's not doing it for anybody's embitterment, but his own or even amusement. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, in case this is frustrating, that after all the fights we've had, he's defending Jax and not me. Sister, get used to it. I hate to tell you. Uh huh. It's like, well, Katie, you have to decide whether or not you can put up with this. And I guess she's decided that she can. So, she seems to have. Although, like I said, kind of flip flopping a little bit back and forth throughout the episode, as we will see. Scene four Gay Pride at Pump. 
what's this working yet, Pump? Yeah, some, some kind of cringy Lisa moments, I hate to admit. <laughs> well, Lisa walks in, are you going to have a little panic attack? Schwartz, nope, I got a Xanax if things get out of hand. <laughs> and she's like, really? And he's like, no, no, I'm kidding. Uh, then we get Lisa, Lisa on an ITM. On a day like today, it's going to be packed. So I need all my best people. And if they're not available, I call Tom Schwartz. Schwartz. Yeah. Oh, dear. Meanwhile, over at Sarah, people are getting ready. They're getting spray painted and and everything. And she's sitting there. And one of the go-go dancers shows up and is wearing like a rainbow top that is opaque at best. And Veil is like, I can see her nipples to Jax, who was staring at Jax her nipples. Like Nobody's looking at her. Everybody's looking at you. No, well, he didn't say that. Exactly. He's I, like, that's oh. basically what... Oh, sorry. Can, well, please. he says, today, I don't think the guys are going to be looking at her, which I guess could have been meant to construe that they were looking at Vale, but I took it. It's gay pride, so nobody cares. But it could be either interpretation. You're right. You're, you're right, for sure. For sure. But Danny comes in and sees the flirtation between Bill and Jax, and she's like, oh no. Yeah. Like, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. I loved it because she's like, no flirting. You have a girlfriend. You should know better. <laughs> I was like, all right, Danny really is Bill's friend then. Because I was kind of curious before, considering that she left her alone with Jax. Uh, I didn't even realize that Jax still had a girlfriend at this point. I mean, I guess the Vegas girlfriend is that who were to be taken? That has to be who it is because yeah. he broke up with the smart girl Mormon. who was in LA. Yeah. Um, Sasha shows up wearing a mom dress. Well, first, first, we see a little bit of Lisa behind the bar, which I thought was very fun. Oh, Lisa we did. Yes. Serving drinks mm -hmm. at Pump and just eating up the love from. from <laughs> She is super eating up the love. She is a center of attention and is enjoying it as she should. Um, and like even does a little bit of cocktail and pours some, I, I think it was vodka. I don't remember what the liqueur was. Down I, think the bartender's throat. I, I think it was vodka because Lisa has her own brand of vodka. So I think it was the. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. And she calls the bartender naughty for accepting her pouring vodka down his throat. Naughty. Naughty. Then, then Stasi shows up and confronts Schwartz. What did you say? She was wearing a mom dress? A mom dress. She was um, very, uh, it's not really a mom dress, but it, it, it was a, an odd outfit. She's, I mean, she's dressing very, we've talked about this before. She's dressing very like business these days. Yeah, uh, but it's through a weird filter. Through a Los Angeles filter? Maybe, I guess, I don't know. I can't really explain what I mean by that, but it's something like that. And not being out in Los Angeles, that could very well have been the style. I just thought that is something, it, it felt like something Stasi has started to wear because of where she thinks she is in life. Yeah. That yeah. didn't really fit her. I agree. She's, she's dressing much older than she actually is at this point. Yeah, that's why I called it a mom dress, I guess. 
mom dress, but yes, and she's wearing that big gold. She still is in her statement necklace. necklace that was a huge clunky necklace. That and was like a cool. 70s superhero fucking necklace. That was like, Jesus Christ. Oh, little stuss. But she, she rolls in to give Schwartz some more shit. She does. Stassi is nothing but dedicated to the craft of giving Schwartz shit throughout this episode. She's really on a... She's on a crusade this episode, truly. Yeah, I think that's a good word for it. Uh, so she goes, you can't be friends with Jax. And then we get an ITM with Schwartz. And he's like, Stassi's a good friend. But I think she has her best interest in mind and not Katie's. That's like, interesting perspective. I feel like it's maybe not that black and white. Like, I certainly think that Stassi is projecting a lot onto this situation, but I do still think she does have Katie's interests at heart. In some respects, when I was watching this scene, I was like, the points she's making are not wrong necessarily, but in terms of the friendship, she's just crossing so many lines. Like, you can't control who your friends are friends and not friends with. Yeah, and again, I will say that I think a lot of it is she's being the kind of friend that she thinks she wants but would not accept somebody being that domineering to her. But I, I really do think a lot of it stems from the fact that she was so hurt by what happened and nobody's sticking up for her, that she's trying to be that person and sticking up for Katie. Which is true. It's true. There's something that, like, you know... To me, that, like, makes me feel sad for Stassi that that's what's happening but it's like it's you gotta know you gotta like no amount of you pestering schwartz is gonna make him do anything differently no not at all not at all oh we go over to sir for the next scene which i have listed at five but then i quit keeping track to scene because they were basically just bouncing back and forth between the two places right and katie uh... Rim- this was such a great scene. Katie reminisces of, oh, it was a year ago. No, Dodie, Kristen. Oh, you're right. I put down Katie. I'm sorry. It was Kristen. It was Dodie. She reminisced. Uh, oh, it was a year ago on Pride when I was going through Tom's phone. And then I went to work and confronted Ariana. And James is just sitting there looking like, I, <laughs> his face I, is like, what the fuck is going on? And it's like, this is another day in Sandoval history. And I wonder how many times that this has happened to him. Well, it seems like he's finally catching on. Like he's finally kind of like, Kristen, when are you going to let this go? Yeah. And he goes, huh, what a difference a, day, a year makes, huh? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. And then we get the I2TM. And he's like, I'd like to have a gay pride day with Kristen that didn't involve Tom. Hell, I'd like to have any day with Kristen that isn't about Tom. And I was like, ah, ah, oh, you poor young bastard. Too bad you're <laughs> such an asshole when I tell something for you. I know. Oh, James. Yeah, Kristen is really on one this episode, too. Holy shit. Uh, her last episode, we said she won. Well, there's going to be a dramatic turnaround to this episode. That's all I'm saying. How the Wheel of Fortune just... <laughs> Indeed. I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't know if, like, the producers just thought, man, we cut her too kindly in the editing process last week. But, woo! 
Wow. Yep. But, you know, meanwhile, Sir is dead because Comp has stolen all of their business. It's not dead. It's just dead in comparison to what it has been. Yeah, in the past on Pride. Well, right, because all the Sir staff were like, what the fuck? I'm not making tips. Yeah. Oh, this is super dead. And again, I mean, I'm sure it's dead in comparison to like what they're used to because later on in the episode, Shishu says that it's that normally a normal Tuesday night is more busy than this. But um, when they when they're saying that and they're showing like shots of the interior, there are still a number of people there. It's just not slammed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, they're like. Danny and Shishu are bitching and it's like, why would you open a business that's just down the road from your other business and be your own competition? Because why not just make money from all directions? Money, money. Well, and also Lisa, as she stated, and they repeated in the earlier in this episode, that her one bar, which name I always fucking forget, the first one she opened up Villa, is where Villa Blanca. Villa Blanca, thank you. I always get that and the name of her house confused um that that's where you take your wife sir is where you take your mistress and pump is where you take your boyfriend so she's really seeing them as different clientele mm-hmm. and that makes sense that you would you would have that and having them close together from a logistics standpoint is really great especially as fluid as the employment is where she will pull one person from one bar to work at another right and so, you gotta think it's got to be helpful when you're getting like stock orders delivered right exactly yeah because you can order in stock at one or in bulk at one and this just transfer it to the other location pretty easily um so yeah i get all that and also they have to remember that before this is a new place so a new place is always going to reduce it and before part of the allure of sir was that sir had a float in the parade that was then driving people to the restaurant they don't have that this year right right anyway oh. yeah we go back to pump oh oh although i did laugh at sheena's comment about not making enough money for the way yeah it's going to use all these tips to, to pay for the dessert bar i guess everybody's going to have to go on a diet <laughs> Sheena has just turned into Shay. I mean, <laughs> prove I'm wrong. <laughs> we will be going on a diet. Yeah. All right. The next scene. Yeah. Lisa and Stassi have a little bonding moment, a little heart to heart. They did. They did. And it, it was actually pretty funny because this is one of the few times where Lisa kind of gets called on her bullshit. <laughs> I know. And she accepts it, which she was. Does. Right, yes, Saucy and Lisa, two very similar personalities, and Lisa's like, I just, I don't understand why you can't just get along with, you know, you can't keep running from your past. Da, 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 da. You can have a civilized relationship with these people, trust me. Stassi kind of rolls her eyes and goes, well, why don't you go have brunch with Brandy? Touche, my dear, touche. Ben, should I explain to you the background on this? You should. Well, because you know in the past, right, that Lisa and Brandy were friends because that was a whole issue with Sheena, right? Her coming into the restaurant. Yep. Um, so around whatever corresponding season with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, it must be season four or five. I don't know. I, I should have mapped it out, but I haven't. Brandy starts kind of going on this crusade, like saying, so she at a party, like revealed a secret that I guess was so like 
um, private, so like horrible that they didn't even show it on the show. They like bleeped it out. Um, and so two seasons later, right? So she kind of, Brandy falls out with literally everyone from the housewives and kind of gets demoted to friend of, which means like you're not an official cast member, but like you'll kind of be on for guest spots every once in a while. So she starts coming in and so she becomes a B-teamer, basically. She becomes a B-teamer and she starts making waves and she starts kind of saying that like Lisa is the one who told her that and 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 kind of was pulling the strings, like basically like manipulated Brandy into saying it. <laughs> and I was I just mean, like, oh, whatever, Brandy. I would not put it past Lisa to manipulate somebody. So, I mean, I don't know. Well, yeah, that becomes sort of... a. a a constant accusation of people from on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and maybe I wouldn't put it past her either but like I'm sorry Brandy if you can't if you can't see that coming well then I, I don't get me wrong Brandy was funny on the show and like even though she said some really problematic things I sometimes really enjoyed her but like don't come for Lisa <laughs> fair enough so we get an ITM with Stassi and she says, I never went back to my high school after I graduated, but I imagine this is what it would be like. It's like fucking hey, Stassi. I mean, she's going, she's making the rounds with all her friends, like. Yeah, over at Sir. They, yeah, over at Sir. They all seem genuinely happy to see Stassi, so that's nice to see. I love uh, Sandoval giving her shit. Like, why don't you go out to the sunroom or whatever, the garden? She's like, no, no, that's okay. She's like, I, I, I bet there's somebody out there who would recognize you. Because <laughs> that's where Jax is working. And it's fucking Sandoval, just trying to stir the shit a little bit. <laughs> but with a smile on his face and in a teasing manner. So. Of course, of course. You know, as much as they pretend to hate each other, there's still some affection between the two of them. There are, there is, there is definitely. So. I was genuinely surprised at how um, delighted Natalie and Guillermo were to see Stasi. Yeah, I was too. I was too. Was she must not have nice. always been such a shitty employee. Well, and I think Lisa dealt with the, the majority of it. If you so. remember, Natalie was the one in season one, like calling Lisa, right? That was kind of a story beat, being like, Stassi has canceled her shift again, and da 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 da. Well, I think there's also something to to her having now being a former employee that you haven't seen in six sure. months or whatever, sure. where you can like them more than when you actually have to put up with their bullshit on a daily basis. At this point, it's probably been at least a year or two. Yeah. See? Maybe. I don't know, but probably about a year. Yeah. So. Um, then we cut to Jax and he's complaining about it not being busy. So he asked Peter if he can go check on Schwartz. <laughs> Which Peter is like, yeah, sure, I understand. It's like, what the fuck? It's like, oh, you're going to go check on your boys? Like, yeah. It's like, okay. Jack's the worst babysitter in the world. Immediately goes to Schwartz and is like, come on, come on, take a shot with me. Yeah, give me a free shot of vodka and you do one with me. <laughs> and Schwartz just immediately is like, okay. Yeah. Uh, Schwartz compares Jax to, to a puppy that pees on the floor. <laughs> it's like, but you don't throw the puppy out. You just discipline it a little bit. It's like, yeah, well, you're you doing a good job a little... of disciplining. No, it was what he said was really funny. He was like, 
you give it a little rap on the ass and then you make up yeah well i don't think he's wrapped jacks on the ass but they have made up and Jax goes, oh, there's this hot girl who's working over at Sir now. You got to come check her out. He's like, dude, my leash is like this fucking long. And he holds up like a very small increment. I can't go check out any hot girl. <laughs> Thanks to you. Also, you're not supposed to really be like hanging out with Jax. That <laughs> ended very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he was technically captain at work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And then... Jody happens. Oh, no, we before that though, we do get the thing where Jack's like, I'm tired of being blamed for for everybody for other people's problems. He did technically cheat. Oh, Jack's motherfucking Taylor. Jack's motherfucking Taylor, indeed. So, but then yes, Christy raises or Christy shit, Kristen raises her ugly head. She rolls up on Ariana, on Ariana, God. Yeah, this feels like deja vu. Like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> just like, what? Like, remember um, when I asked you if you were fucking around with my boyfriend and you just completely lied to me? Yeah, uh, I wasn't. Oh, so you're a liar too. Jesus Christ. You're just, as bad, you're just as bad as he is. You're just as bad as he is. And Ariana, she's just never, she's my hero. She's just never rattled. No, no, she's not. Kristen, you can have my old life. He's cheating on you. And I'm going to go see him. And you don't have to be there. I'm not trying to fuck him. And I was like, what the fuck, Kristen? It's so like, so unbelievably uncalled for. <laughs> oh, super wow. real. Kristen, you, you have some real emotional issues that you need to attend to holy shit and she seemed to kind of have her shit together last episode but man off the rails hardcore in this one (sighs) so peter and lisa roll back up to sir i don't know when peter left it but he rolls she rolls back up to sir with lisa and the pink roadster and lisa is shocked about how not busy Sir is having only 250 reservations that day. She's like, well, okay, well, then She's I like, guess I need to pay more attention to Sir. Yeah, probably so. Probably so. Vale is discussing how the tips break down, and shock of all shocks, hostesses don't get that much tips because they're hostesses. And she graduated from Princeton. She did graduate from Princeton. Stasi shows up, and they meet. And Saucy's like actually being pretty nice. Well, except from the ITM. Right. Well, she's like, yeah, I met Val a few times at some things and I used to think that she was jetting off to Paris and all these other places. And I thought she was so fancy. You know, it's a good cure for thinking somebody's fancy. Finding out that they took a hosting job at Sir. <laughs> to which this was the point where not knowing that Val actually had it a previous acting job and I was like I was like what the fuck why would you think Belle is fancy so she went to Princeton I don't know sure maybe from the east coast that might would make sense because she's from Boston and and some people just have a hang-up about Boston Sheena just appears sits at the table somebody must have said her name off camera I guess I don't know 
Yeah, what? I love how unafraid she she is though. Cuz she's like so much attitude too. <laughs> Cuz I bet what it actually was nobody said her name she just saw Stasi and was like, "Oh yeah, it's time." Come on, it's on, bitch. <laughs> and so she sits down and to and we get an ITM with with immediately with Stasi and she's like, Sheena looks like two butterflies landed on her eyes and shit out a crayon. Landed on her her eyelids and shit out a crayon. <laughs> Which, to be fair, she kind of did look like that with her big, elaborate, colorful, fake eyelashes. Holy that was, shit. That was, oh, Stassi, what a great quote. Mm-hmm. So they ask Belle, you know, if she's concerned about the money being a a hostess and all this stuff. She's like, no, but I've heard rumors that Sarah's a dark place and is full of bullshit. Sussy kind of confirms it. Then Shishu calls her out on it. Like, yeah, she's like, well, if if we're so like crazy, why are you still around us? Yeah, and we get an ITM. She's just like, I don't know how Stassi can feel so superior to all of us since we still work at Sarah. When she's still coming around and hanging out at the place, like you know, why why come why come here and hang out and then put the place down? Bitch, leave. <laughs> You're not family anymore. <laughs> like whoa, Sheena. Okay, like, like all right. Sheena Sheena does not want Stassi to encroach on her her trying to position herself as the new alpha and that's really what this is about but i mean stassi does feel superior well stassi felt superior anyway but yeah she does now she does super and you can really see that she does feel superior to the people who are still working at sarah even the ones I mean, who are friends right and you see it in the itm she's like well i don't know what sheena's problem is like why they hang out with these people i only want to boss around cool people she's like yeah you can go boss around those losers i don't care <laughs> right oh so anyway they have that little tete-a-tete and sheena gets up and struts away and the girls all comment on her strut yeah it's pretty fucking funny well Vale is the one that points it out she's like oh wow she just strutted away yeah and daddy's like oh yeah you'll see that strut a lot Uh, Jax calls Lisa out for silly business. And I notice in this scene that Jax has really gotten tatted up. Mm. I mean, he almost has a, a complete arm sleeve at this point. Yeah, he really, uh, Jax is going for the, the tatted look. I mean, I can't really say anything as somebody who has tatted up, but. Um, then we go to James's apartment gotta be the next day or some amount of days later yeah some indeterminate time in the future it could right. be the next day it could be two weeks who knows yeah and you almost feel so, so i have to say that james has a really nice apartment for somebody who's a goddamn bus boy and also owns a bmw but um anyway well i mean for me that signals that his parents are supplementing his income a little bit i'm sure they have to be yeah, they have to be that, or he just really makes well as a DJ on the side, and I don't know. Anyway, but it's probably his parents. You do almost feel bad for him because Kristen is like 
getting dressed up to go collect her bills, which are still being sent to her ex-boyfriend's apartment. Yeah, and he, he tries to be cool about it, but you can kind of feel the stress leaking into his voice. So it's like, so since you've gotten over there like three or four times already, when is this going to stop? She's like, <laughs> uh, well, you know, hopefully today will be the last day. Like, okay. Any more time soon to go there? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> and then, you know, he he's feeling kind of stressed about it. She gets up and she's like, oh, I'm totally going to have a nip slip in this top. And he's like, great. <laughs> like, listen, what are you doing? Also, James, come on. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, but James, you could do better he could do better and like instead of just like being you know Kristen clearly does not give a fuck about you James you are emergency cock <laughs> well then it cuts quickly to Sandoval's apartment and, and Swartz is like maybe I should leave and he's like oh no, oh, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> my favorite part of this is like Kristen's ghost still haunts the halls here Ariana Harris says she can hear her slamming the microwave door late at night. That's what Short said. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. I think those are the moments where you're like, oh, this is why Schwartz is around in this group because he's actually, he is charming. What are you going to say? He is charming. He is pretty funny. He's quick-witted. Sandoval is too. Sandoval and Schwartz are really similar in some ways. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Um, I do think it was, I mean, Sandoval basically admits to this, that he just didn't want to be alone with Chris and he wanted somebody there. And I don't fucking blame him the way that she's been acting. And, and oh good on Schwartz for, for being the person to take that bullet. Yeah. And then Dodie appears. Dodie appears. And she does have mail and she's like, is this new or has it been here for a while? It's like, no, I just keep showing up. She's like, oh, well, I turned in my change of address form like over a week ago. And he's like, it's been six months since you've lived here. You shouldn't still be getting mail here. What the At fuck? All. <laughs> and, and then Kristen just like completely acts like Sandoval is the one who's like being an asshole and is like in the wrong here. She's just like, I don't understand how you can like treat me this way and like yeah. Why are you so hateful? I mean, Sandoval does kind of say that he takes it to the extreme, but he feels that he has to with her. And I agree that he kind of has to. And Schwartz well, pipes up from the couch, just like old times, as they're fighting. It's like, I feel like I stepped into a time machine. <laughs> well, I mean, it's especially that, like, Kristen, we already knew that she was like, 150,000% not over this, but like really fucking reveals herself when they're arguing, they're having their tete a tete, and she calls them babes. Hey, yeah. Babe. yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. And, and Sandoval's thing is like, I've moved on. I haven't talked to you or James in a long time. All I'm asking is you do the same. You don't have to go up and start shit with Ariana at work. And then she's like, I did start shit. And then the producers drop in the thing where she started shit. <laughs> in case you've forgotten from the thing that happened 15 minutes ago. Yeah, right. But still, Sandoval calls her out on that. And then this is where she calls him, babe. And she's like, it's just that 
when you have a relationship that's built on lies, because she's convinced herself, probably because she has to, to go on, that Ariana and him were fucking before they broke up and that he is cheating on her now, Ariana. And he's like, a relationship that's built on a lie just isn't going to last. And why are you acting like we never had anything good? And, and blah, 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 blah. It's like, oh, shit. And, and she's and like, like, how could we stay in a relationship with me for, for six, six years? years? It's like, because I felt trapped, which, whatever. That's not why you stayed in it for six years. I believe in the end, you did feel trapped, but. Brutal, brutal. I mean, and that's where he kind of, we get the ITM where he's like, I feel like, yeah, like, I feel like I'm going a little far with her, but I feel like I have to. And it's like, yeah, I mean, he's not wrong, right? He, he kind of says, like, you give Kristen an inch, she takes a mile, so. Yeah. So Kristen eventually leaves and said, I was like, did you see, she was stressed at the night. She totally showed up thinking that I would be alone and that we might hook up, which could be hubris or ego, but I honestly think that's what was going through her head deep down. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, it's just such a ter- stereotypical, like, cliche move, and you're like, yeah, I don't. I mean, I feel like dressing up that much is like, Kristen, come on. Come well, especially on. something that you said, and I mean, I, I get it. It's LA, it's warm. You want to wear something that's cool and all this other stuff. But when your comment is, oh, I'm totally going to have a nip slip today, come on. And especially when she like kind of drunkenly said to Ari, it's not like I'm trying to fuck him. Yeah, yeah. Or have a heart to heart with him, which is, I mean, exactly what she did was have a heart to heart. So whatever. <laughs> not that, Ar- I don't think Ariana would give a shit if they had like a heart to heart, but whatever. Yeah. So Ariana shows back up and Schwartz is like, oh, he totally broke down and I had to step in and, and, and be a man and do all these things. And I, I totally wasn't just, hiding and playing pretending to play on my phone <laughs> pretending to do the thumb scroll it's like <laughs> uh, oh god i guess at least his inaction goes beyond his relationship right so they sit down and they're just talking and he starts talking about what happened at stasis the other night and sandoval interrupts and goes oh i bet she kicked you out that's like your favorite thing to do <laughs> Good call, Sandoval. Yeah, it was. And then we get like the flashback of Sandoval getting kicked out of Agner Cut with another flashback. And I noticed that they've started adding hints of color to their black and white flashbacks. So they're not monochrome. That's true. That's true. I don't know if that will stay or if they'll go back to the monochrome, the monochromatic look. I actually can't remember. But yeah, well, they flash back to Schwartz getting kicked out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. I don't remember which one of them was that said it, but it's funny. Oh, it was Ariana. Yeah. It's funny. Stassi hates Jax and thinks he's the most awful person. But unbeknownst to her, her and Jax are doing the same thing to Katie and Schwartz from opposite ends. She was like, ooh, damn. I mean, Mm -hmm. she's not really wrong. They're both trying to, like, fuck with their relationship. Yep. And so they ask how things are going between Katie and Schwartz and apparently pretty good. They had sex, although I will add that Sandoval and Kristen had sex right before they broke up when they were down in Cabo the year before. True, but he didn't say that it was like hate sex or like makeup. It was like they had good good sex. sex. Good sex, like they had just got together sex. And Sandoval goes, did you like kicking the door? 
and pretend like you can because that's what I like to do. <laughs> Charles is like, you two are just so cute and look good together. And Santa goes, yeah, and we fit well together too. And then he like gets a fucking shit-eating grin on his face and him and Ariana stare at each other for a second and then they each laugh and she's like, gross. Uh, they're, they're sweet. Their dynamic is very cute. They are. They are. Then we go to Dust Cake Mix where oh. apparently they're getting a birthday cake for Peter for no, a party that they're not invited to. Hold on. Hey, hey, hold on. You're skipping. You're skipping. Oh, did I? Oh, yeah. I did. Yes, I did. I'm sorry. You're skipping the scene where Vale goes to talk to Lisa after Pride, just like that little scene. And Lisa's like, stay away from Jax. Yeah. Like, you're late. Don't let this be a habit. Do you have any other things that I should know about? Do you drink a lot? She's like, well, I drink, but I go along periods. And this is where we find out that she was on The Young and the Restless for a while. And that she also had a history of substance abuse. You're like, oh, great. Awesome. But yeah, Lisa's like, stay the fuck away from Jax Taylor. Jax is like a dog in heat. <laughs> no, he's looking at you with cartoon eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, they're making a cake for Peter, which Stassi's like, whatever, I'm making this cake for me. Even though I think we find out not yeah, they so long do. after that they do give it to Peter. Yeah. And she's like, honestly, I'm just sick of people making excuses for these terrible people. And then Katie's like, well, I just don't want to be the ultimatum girlfriend. And like, they're having a very polite argument. Yeah, they are. And I, you know, Katie is presenting her, her points. Yeah, very calmly. And I mean, she's right. Like, get, we've talked about this in previous episodes, like getting, giving the ultimatum in this case is not going to get her anywhere. No. Um, Stassi isn't trying to hear that though and we get an ITM with her she's like I don't know who the weaker person in this relationship is Schwartz for not standing up to Jax or Katie for letting him get away with it and then we get a dueling ITM with Katie in Stassi's world everything is black and white in the real world it isn't like that and I was like ooh uh, trouble in paradise uh oh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then we go back to the live action as it were and she's like bottom line I just don't want Jax to ruin my relationship one way or another I'm not trying to be petty and Stassi freaks out like goes Kanye I'm like gonna let you finish but I just want you to know that this is not petty that <laughs> <laughs> she does freak out Stassi just like cannot let this one go no not at all not at all and so she gives a soliloquy about why it's not petty and that you know i'm sorry that you have been led to believe that standing up for yourself is petty and all this other stuff <sighs> i mean maybe stassi has a point maybe it's not necessarily petty but it's like stassi katie feels like she wants to make these compromises in her relationship and so you have to let her well, standing up for yourself is definitely not petty, but in a lot of ways, Stasi is being petty about this. Yeah. So they're both right, depending on your point of view. Then we get our little know-nothing scene, which is Ariana, Jax, and the Toms going go-karting. <laughs> <laughs> like most of them, they don't have their licenses. That's why they want to go go-karting. Yeah. No wonder they wanted to go go-karting. It's the only legal time they can drive. <laughs> 
I love it when it's done. And Schwartz is like to Tom, or I mean, excuse me, to um, Jax. He's like, I'm proud of you, Jax. I'm really proud of you. You didn't get a DUI. You didn't get a ticket. And everything. He's like, and Jax is like, yeah, no accidents. And for once, I didn't get pulled over. Jesus Christ. Jack. <laughs> which explains why we haven't seen Jax drive anywhere for a while, which was kind of a prominent thing in seasons one and two. True. And then I guess we go back to the previous scene because Katie and Saucy are kind of still going at it. Well, it's after that because they've dropped the cake off because when they were going at it before, they were decorating the cake. That's right. That's right. Because wherever they wind up next schwartz is there mm, yeah and because it's like yeah we just dropped off peter's birthday cake he's apparently having some stag party oh by the way schwartz were you invited which is a trap it's a trap it's such a trap <laughs> so he's like yeah i was invited and like he starts to name shay and jacks and so it's just like ah why do you want to be friends with Jack after everything he's done? Oh, Stassi. And then we get the ITM of Katie's like, yeah, Stassi's the kind of person who is not going to let something like this go. If she's really out to get somebody, she's not going to miss an opportunity to do so. Katie is sitting to the side of Stassi just kind of shaking her head about this. And, and you know, Schwartz is like, it's not about Jax, it's about us. The issue is between Katie and I, it's not with Jax. Why do we keep talking about Jax? You're keeping this Jax thing alive, Stassi. This is about you and Jax, not about me and Katie. <laughs> I mean, it's some skillful redirection, I would say. Yeah, yeah. And then we get this, the, it ends with an ITM with Katie. It's like, I really wish the Schwartz would cut Jax out of his life. So that's why I say that she's kind of flipping and flopping back and forth. Cause she's like, I don't want to be the ultimatum person, but I really would like him to kick Jax out of his fucking life. I mean, that's what she wants, but she also, she's like, yeah, I just need Schwartz to take some responsibility. like to start taking responsibility. Yeah. It, Man, she is majorly flip-flopping. But also, I think is maybe chafing underneath Stasi's domineering. I think so too. A little bit. So yeah. yeah, I think so too. That's the end of the episode. It was, and it was an episode. There was a lot that was just kind of thrown together in this episode. It was the worst Pride episode so far. It was the worst Pride episode. It's true. You know, I think they really missed out on not having the float because that really focuses the story and there's always like a crux of the episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, I understand why she didn't want to do it and there's no telling how much she made that day by just having pump open. But yeah. She made a shit ton of money, Lisa. Oh, yes. Then I'm sure was doing fine yeah for sure so categories where do you want to start Ooh, where would you like to start let's start with the easiest one first who was the loser of this episode <laughs> i mean i think we've already alluded to this it's got to be Dodie. 
100% Dodie. Oh, <laughs> man. She just... Wow. I actually think we should save this discussion, though. Okay. Okay. We can. Let's... Let's save this discussion. We'll put a pin in it for a second. What do you think was the funniest quote of the episode? Oh, goodness. What was the funniest quote of the episode? I know. It's it's Stassi's quote about Sheena. She looked like she butted that was, on her eyelid and shit out of brain. Yeah, that, that's the funniest, funniest quote. So then what is the best quote? That was the funniest. Question? Good question. Not sure. Hmm. Questions, questions, questions. I almost want to give it to Danny for just being like, hey, no flirting. You got a girlfriend. Stay away. No flirting with Jax. Yeah, we can give it to Danny. It probably should be the tagline of every episode. It should be. It should be. Oh, dear. Okay. All right, good. Good, good. What it was the cringiest moment? Kristen going up to Ariana at work and rehashing what had happened a year ago. You're right. That was super cringy. Just out of nowhere for no, no discernible reason other than that she cannot let it go. Yeah, totally. Complete blowback for nothing. Nothing had happened. It was just the anniversary of the day. And it, it it's not even like that's when their relationship ended. Right. So, yeah. A weird, a weird, weird thing. Okay, so yeah, this transitions us nicely into Dodie being the loser. She just makes every wrong move to like turned dialed up to 11. Totally. I mean, because it's not only, and she's not even being honest with herself as the thing. Because I don't, somewhere in there, she had to know wearing what she wore and getting as dressed up as what she is and dragging out getting her stuff from Tom's that she hasn't let it go. Which she had said, she had said that even when I marry later on with kids, I'll still think about Sandoval. But it's, the chaos and the blowback on so many people. I don't like James, but I fucking feel sorry for him because he, like a dumb little fucking 20 year old, seems to actually care about Kristen and really seems to want them to have a real relationship. And Kristen is just, I mean, yeah, he's basically just a human vibrator to her yeah. at this point. A human vibrator, somebody, uh, are they living together? It's not clear. No, I, they're not living together, I don't okay. think. Well, they're, they're together a little bit. Yeah, he's a human vibrator and somebody to hang out with. So a talking vibrator, I guess, but. Well, I think that was implied by human, you know, most um, for, <laughs> Fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. I mean, some humans don't. Suggesting that he was a mute human vibrator. <laughs> He's a human vibrator without batteries, therefore he does not speak. <laughs> James has certainly never been mute in his entire life. God, I wish he would be. 
liking better. <laughs> yeah. Bad right. so, it's 18 miles of forehead, but anyway. It just makes herself look bad, forces Sandoval to like kind of be really harsh with her. She just well, cannot, cannot respect a boundary. And it, it undoes all the goodwill, what little bit of goodwill there was from last episode. I mean, granted, then she was still like manipulating people and trying to get people on her side and all this other stuff. But you could kind of understand it because you know that she feels alone and I'm sure she still feels alone. But the reason she feels alone is because she's pining for something that isn't good for her and pissing all over anything that she does have. Correct. That is correct. So. Oh, Dodie. Kristen Dodie. What a chaos machine. <laughs> chaos. True agent of chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who do you think Lisa's number one boy or girl is? <sighs> it's either Stassi or Schwartz. I was going to say Stassi or Peter. I mean, she does give Schwartz another chance, but she's still ribbing him. Yeah, but that is, she's doing it in a more collegial way. There doesn't seem to be the anger that was there earlier. It's true. It's true. She's always going to love Schwartz. Yeah. Um, and, and just the fact that she's used him twice for events. Sure, sure. Okay. That's why I would say that. But, but Peter's a good one. Peter is... I, is always in her good graces though it seems it's true peter's always doing the thing but the thing that pushes me towards stassi is that like lisa lets first of all she's like well you can drink yeah what do you want to drink and then also is like like let stassi assert some let stassi be a real girl it treats her like a human being not an employee so yeah, yeah. definitely yeah so stassi there you go mm-hmm Back in Elisa LVP's good graces. Um, yeah, so who wins this episode then? Who is who is the alpha? Who's the leader of the pack? Man, that's hard. It is hard, especially in an episode where it's like all of the storylines are sort of flimsily tied together. Um. Is it is it Schwartz? That's what I was just thinking. Was it might be Schwartz? Because, I mean, Schwartz is still like, come on, guy, get your shit together. But he really kind of skates through this episode and directs things a little bit. He I mean, does. He gets back into uh, Lisa's good graces. He survives a few tete-a-tetes with Stasi, which I add parenthetically is like the only person other than when he slap fought Shay that he's shown any backbone towards. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. I guess he had nowhere to go but up because he's just been on such a losing streak, but he really does kind of make a miraculous comeback. Yeah. That or nobody else is doing shit, but yeah. Well, that's true. But I mean, he smooths out really his the kinks in the relationship with Katie. Like she seems pretty, like she's still not happy with Jax, but she seems pretty settled. Yeah, she's happy with Schwartz. And so she's willing to accept some level of engagement with Jax, even though she wishes that there wasn't any. 
Yeah. She's being very pragmatic, I have to say. Well, I mean, in some ways, this is an interesting conversation to have here. In some ways, that's a sign of a maturity and that you, your partner is never going to be everything you want them to be. No. And you have to draw the line and choose what things you can accept and what things you can't. Now, whether we can have a, it's an entirely different thing as to whether you should accept your partner being friends with somebody who treats you as, as much shit as Jax treats her. But that's their relationship and it's their decision to make. Now, I, I personally wouldn't want that, but. No, I, I don't think I would be okay with that either. Um, I mean, in some ways, I think part of it is, is the fact that Jax is around and they're still doing the show and like, what else is she going to do, but accept that they'll always be filming together. Well, and also the way that the relationships in this friend group seem to go just because her and Jax are at each other's throats now doesn't mean in like two months they will be. True. So, uh, and and I even though this is the third season watching it, I don't necessarily have that. But we all do, well, I won't say all, but a lot of us do have friends that we can get into like really heated arguments with and say some pretty mean shit. And then uh, after some time, it's okay. I mean, we may never be like super duper close, but... You know, we're hang out friends again. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah. I mean, and I, I don't know that that might not be the case, but the fact that they stay quote unquote working together for a few more seasons anyway, considering they were both still on the show when I quit filming. Um, yeah. Though you can't see it, but. Katie has a devious smile upon her face. Not me, never. <laughs> Lies and slander. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Like, comment, well, subscribe. We, we have another category, my dear. Oh, what category? Oh, we host Thirsty a Server. Why do I always forget this one? Um, <laughs> Who is the thirstiest server? I mean, I think there's only one answer. Yeah, I mean, we really didn't have to bring it up because it's actually named after him, the Jax Memorial Thirstiest Server Award. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, I guess Jax actually is the most obvious choice, but I think Kristen could- Kristen is also super thirsty, but like Jax was being like super horny Jax. Be like, I might fuck that girl. I'm probably gonna sleep with her. Probably. He's so disgusting. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Veil vale does seem too good for Jax, but we'll see. Does she, though? Yeah. Okay. She should be, because I think just about any self-respecting person would be too good for Jax. But she seems enamored by him. She does seem to like him so far. Yeah. She's into it, which I don't understand why, because he is not at his peak. Jax is no longer at his peak attractiveness. Uh, I mean... We're on the backslide of, of Jax's looks. He is confident, though, or at least he, he's not really, but he fakes confidence very, very well. True. Uh, true, and that can, that can lure in the unsuspecting. 
been there and, before. <laughs> yeah, and plus she's a new person at a new job and he is uh, giving her a lot of attention. And we perceive it as shwarmy because we know Jackson know that it is. A shwarmy? Shwarmy. Shmarmy, shmarmy, maybe instead of shwarmy. Shmarmy, I was like, shwarma? What? <laughs> shwarma, I, would, I could go for a good shwarma right now. Um, but yeah, no, like, share, subscribe. Let us know what you think and catch us next time. And I have so many opinions. Buckle up. Buckle up.